Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am so glad you decided to tune in again with us on today. I'm so excited about our guest on today. I know that there's going to be information that is here for you, that is going to bless you, that is going to help you in understanding more about your purpose, and also understand how to get through uh, the problems in life, the things that you go through. And even when you have things that you're going through and you're dealing with, uh, we're going to talk about ways that you can cope in order to be better, in order to find your purpose, in order to get the help that you need, in order to be all that God has called you to be. And so I want to introduce our guest today, Regina Smithwick. Thank you so much for being on today. How are you today? Tiffany, I'm doing wonderful. I had to say amen, amen, amen. That was a great, <laughs> great intro. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Amen. I want to tell the uh, listeners a little bit about you, and then I'm going to let you tell a little bit about yourself. But Regina, okay. she was born in Harlem, New York, and raised in Mount Vernon, New York. And um, she was also in, is, is that Teaneck, New Jersey? Teaneck, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, but now she resides in Winterville, North Carolina with her three children. And she is the founder of Regina Smith with Enterprises. And she's the professional organizer, a certified life coach, and a creator of the Let's Talk which is a talk show slash podcast. And she's also a motivational speaker and an author. And I'm gonna have her to tell a little bit about the book so you guys can know a little bit about it. It's about her adoption and you'll be able to uh, hear a little bit more about that. But she also attended Virginia State University with a master's of science degree in organizational leadership from the National University. And she Mm -hmm. is also a proud member of the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. So again, welcome, Regina. And we're just so glad to have you on today. I'm honored to have you here today. But could you just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, maybe something that I did not mention? Yeah, of course. And I'm honored to be here, Tiffany, of this beautiful (laughs) podcast that you have. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, One thing that I did not mention was um, one of, well, two of my kids are twins. So I have identical twin boys. They're 17. So I have a daughter who's 26 and then my my boys are twins, 17. So I see the end (laughs) of the tunnel. The light is shining. I'm almost an empty nester. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting forever. I was like, I'm finally almost there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But twins, how was that that with, with your twin boys? You say twin boys? Yes, identical twins. Yes. 
Oh, wow. Wow. That it's is good, awesome. though. It's been good. You know, it's been good. I'm, I'm enjoying my Dan junior year. So I got one more good year with them before they start living life. And so I'm enjoying this last year and a half I had with them in the house. Oh, wow. And you say they're getting ready to leave out and, and leave you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some exciting things for you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. But, you know, mm -hmm. today we're going to start off just kind of discussing, um, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned uh, and I have been doing some research with you and just reading up and you had talked about how you did not realize uh, your God given assignment. Mm -hmm. um, which led you um, to not live your life to the fullest potential. And, you know, one of my um, themes, you know, that even that I have on my blog is just maximizing your life potential. And mm -hmm. so it really stuck out with me um, when you said that about, you know, not realizing uh, how to live your life to the fullest potential. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I, I mean, I believe that is important, especially in this time, you know, and we're trying to do everything that God has called us to do, mm -hmm. live our fullest potential and do it in a unique way, not like anybody else. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about that. And then you were also talking about how it had led to a mental breakdown. And mm -hmm. I think the times that we are living in, we have a lot of people that are dealing with mental issues. So can you just mm -hmm. kind of tell us about your experience with that? Sure. Um, it was 2019. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I was actually getting dressed to go on a date. I was going out meeting a gentleman for the first time and I was happy and excited about it. Everything was going well, went on the date and um, in the process of going through my breakdown, I kind of realized certain things about me that I didn't really realize while I was on a date. But you know how sometimes you would, you go, I don't know, well, I guess people, we all dated before you yeah. go on a date and it's kind of okay, but you're trying to take a square and fit into a circle peg because you want it to work. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? You just right. want it to work like he's good. He's all right. You know, you try, you know, try to make this thing fit and you know, good and well, you know, it's not exactly mm -hmm. what you want. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going through it. And um, after it was over, you know, he was just telling me how great everything was. And, you know, and then when, he, when uh, we got home, he called me and I was thinking he was calling me to tell me how great the date was. Well, mm -hmm. he was calling to tell me that he didn't want to see me no more. Oh, no. So I started campaigning on how great I was. <laughs> I was bombing him, I call it. <laughs> so... I realized what I was doing. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got quiet and I just hung up the phone and I started ball crying. And I wasn't crying all the way for the rejection. I was crying on how I reacted to the rejection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that made me realize if I allow a man that I barely know, first time meeting a person to shift me in that matter, that means something's happening with me that is not right. Mm -hmm. You love yourself and you have values and morals and you have standards for yourself. Nothing, nothing will shift you into the, the point that I got to that night. Mm -hmm. But I know how God works. Sometimes he has to get you to a place that you can hear him. And That's a lot right. of times you in situations that he knows that that situation in my life, I wanted to have, I wanted to have a boyfriend. I wanted to, you know, he said, I'm going to get you where I know you're going to hear me at, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's mm -hmm. where he got me that night. And when, um, 
that happened. I cried, you know, and I'm just sitting here going, Lord, I'm tired. I'm just so tired and sick and sick and tired of going through this. But he was just like, see, that's not the problem. The problem is you haven't seek me yet. Yes. You yes. know me, but you haven't seek, you haven't really went out and seek me. And that was the issue. So when mm-hmm. I realized after I had a nice talk with him that night and I was hyperventilating and everything else, <laughs> I, I was like, I have to get help because I never, a lot of times we don't really realize that we need help because we mm-hmm. talk to ourselves. Right. You know right. Or, as I realized going through this journey, you talk to your friends and your family. But the reason why y'all have y'all y'all sink and y'all got the common denominator because y'all do the same stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you like talking like you can't talk to them because they're gonna they're gonna see it the way you see it in most cases. In most cases, mm-hmm. so you need to get somebody outside that is biased and be able to tell you the truth and be able to help you, not just talk to you, but able to give you tools to help you get through whatever you need to get through. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the beginning of that. So that night I had that 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 breakdown and, and it was just more of being disappointed with me, being disappointed that I felt like I was floating in this world, but I didn't have a purpose. I was just existing. I didn't have a purpose. Um, I was just tired of being just here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that my life consist of more than a date consist of more than a guy it, it's supposed to be so much deeper yes and I needed to find that deeper purpose because I know that when you find that purpose and, you, and, and God um, works with you and I learned singleness is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is a beautiful thing in the Bible God stated singleness all through the Bible and singleness is supposed to be one of the best seasons in your life because right. it allows you to get closer to him and get yourself prepared for the man he has for you, right? So yeah, if he's doing his work, you're doing your work, and then y'all get combined, he already know that you have him headed the house because y'all both on that same level. So now he can work with both of y'all because y'all both have been trained under him to be him first, you, and then, you know, whatever. So after I did all my work and realized all that, it just seemed like a peaceful came over me and I'm just like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm so good. Mm-hmm. So it's been two years and I just been like, I'm so good right now. Cause I know my value, my worth now. I love Regina. Let me tell you how much I love Regina. <laughs> Regina has an acronym now. Regina is world educated, gorgeous, innovative, nice, and amazing. I say that every morning before I get out of my bed. Yes. <laughs> Every morning, because I know how amazing I am. I know how much God put into me. And it's just been a wonderful. It's just been wonderful. Yes, yes. You know, um, I, you know, while you were talking, I was just sitting here thinking about that. And we have to be comfortable with who God has created us to be and actually mm-hmm. find our purpose in God. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being, I almost got married twice, um, mm-hmm. but the Lord, he, each time he stopped it, you know, and because I prayed, Lord, if this is not your, your will for me, I don't mm-hmm. want to be in this um, situation. So mm-hmm. don't allow me to do it. And it was two weeks before my wedding. Wow. And yes, it was two weeks before my wedding. Everybody had their dresses, oh. you know, we had paid for the DJs. I mean, everything oh. else. I mean, everything was all already. And I ended up going to this conference. Um, It was Teach Me How to Love You way back then with Juanita Bynum and and those. Yeah. And so we had went to this conference in Atlanta Uh 
And during that time, they had um, prophets and you would go into the different rooms after Mm -hmm. you get your prophetic word or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. at that particular time, when I walked in, the the prophet, she actually was the head prophet. She said, I see ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And long story short, she went down the line and said, I hate to kind of tell you that she said, but the relationship you were in, she said, "Um, that's your Ishmael, but it's certainly not your Isaac. And Mm. she did not know before I had even left to go, um, my mother had purchased my wedding dress. And my Mm. sister said, well, before you leave, are you going to try your wedding dress on? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to try it on, you know. Mm. And then my sister said, I knew then that you weren't going to do it because it was so many things. I was, you know, having to basically be the head of the household, trying to take care of this, trying to do that before we Mm. even got you know, to be married. And it was so taxing on me. And I remember not um, going through with it. And I knew the Lord had already been talking to me about it before, you know, that time. So I knew that he was telling me that he was not the one. Mm-hmm. And so once I got finished, um, I had some people say, well, what is wrong with her now? Why she's not married now? You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I had to get to a point where, you know, I didn't allow what people think about me um, mm-hmm. to affect the decisions that I had to make that God had required for me to do. And we have to be comfortable and know who God is in our life so mm-hmm. that when others don't understand it, then you understand for yourself that mm-hmm. God knows what's best for us, regardless of what others think. And so I think that was so important, you know, what you were saying even earlier, we got to find out who we are and be comfortable with who we are and love ourselves in spite of, because singleness is um, the best time of our life because we're able to do more for God. We're able to live our mm-hmm. life even greater to the fullest potential, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the listeners, those that are you are that are listening right now that are single, embrace your singleness, embrace who you are and who God has created you to be and patiently wait um, by being active and doing the things for God. So I thank you for sharing that. You oh, know, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I, I really I, that That's what had me started everything. That passion of. When I realized, you know, how when, when God does stuff for you, you just want to tell everybody. You just want mm-hmm. the world to know. You, It's like the matrix. It's like you just, the world just opens up and all of a sudden you see things you've never seen before. And you just want people to feel that joy and feel that peace, that mm-hmm. inner peace. Um, we do things for the world. We do things for the status quo. We do things because we, we, we have belief systems that were given to us and we just attached ourselves to it and just went through life autopilot and that's what's going on that's why mm-hmm. we, we want to get married to these people and that's why we tolerate certain things because the world says hey everything's not perfect you're gonna have to deal with something right gonna, right you know, and and we go into things because that's the way the world you know and then like i said belief systems our parents their parents their parents we don't question nothing we just do and we got to start questioning ourselves like why do i do this why mm-hmm. do i like this why i don't like this do I need to, do I really need to do this? Like when we start questioning, like you just did, you, you did that. You questioned, you asked questions to yourself. You're like, this ain't right. Something mm-hmm. right with this. And mm-hmm. you was okay with it. And you didn't go. Cause you know, I know people personally who knew and still got married. Wow. Really yep. walking down yep. the aisle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they knew they did not want to marry this person because they were too worried about everybody. They plane tickets and invitations and, you know, cousin Kiki got a babysitter for Jojo and she went through all this. And I don't want her to go through all that. And all. 
your life. This is your life. Not a party. This is, I mean, the wedding is a party, but after the wedding, they go back home. You stuck with this person. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to get upset. They're going to have to just deal with it. This is just a vacation now. Just turn it to a vacation. This, but I'm not I'm mad at somebody because you got an airline ticket. Right. But that's what people do <laughs> because they're so worried about everybody else and not worrying about themselves. They were marry somebody and go through living. You know what? Instead of telling somebody, look, I'm sorry that you waste your plane ticket. Really think about it. Like measure it up. It doesn't mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's what we do because we are taught you just deal with it and you swallow it and you just deal with it you went two weeks before the wedding well that's your bad you need to go ahead and get back we all here <laughs> right <laughs> but you know what you i i just didn't because i've seen you know like you said people who've gotten in relationships and they're they were miserable and i'm not mm-hmm. saying that all marriages are miserable because i know couples that that are married oh, beautiful marriages beautiful. beautiful that's what i want and i want one of those <laughs> Right, but I don't want to get in one where you know you know that that's not the one and put yourself in that position. And I cried maybe one day, but I was you know after that I was like, but God, I'm you know I'm glad you know that I didn't. And then after mm-hmm. the fact, I started to see things afterwards. And I remember the prophet said, "You're gonna see," and things started happening with the individual, and I started seeing things. And so I was you know just thanking the Lord that I didn't get in that situation. But it takes faith and it takes prayer and it just takes trust in the God in you that you know He mm-hmm. has the best in mind for you. And when you realize that, then it helps you to go through even you know when you have to do something that you really don't want to do. And basically, surrender. You have to surrender, and right. that's very hard to do. That's very hard to do. It's easy to say, be said than done. Because when you surrender, you're actually telling someone or telling God, "I'm letting everything go your way. I'm not touching anything." We don't. We we, we are we are we were made up like that. But when we get life in us mm-hmm. and get these belief systems in us mm-hmm. and get these things in us. It, it takes that away because we right. all had it when we came out of the womb we all had it we all had it but so you got to kind of find yourself back into it again you have to find yourself again for you to say okay and I know that I'll tell you this much since I did that so many things have happened in my life because I allow him to work because sometimes we want to take because one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3 5 and 6 not lean on your own understanding, mm-hmm. trust in the Lord, and he'll definitely make your crooked path straight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose. That's why this is my favorite scripture, because it is what it, that's exactly what he says. You not you can't understand, you can't, you don't have an inkling of understanding compared to what I see 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, make a left on Sycamore. Make a left on Sycamore. Stop questioning me and make a left. I know it don't seem right right now, <laughs> but make the left on Sycamore because I'm telling you, when you go down Sycamore, it's going to be so much glory down there. Mm-hmm. You don't see it right now, but it's there waiting on you. So we have to learn to turn left on Sycamore. Yes, yes. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, and uh, you, you had mentioned something. And I think part of that is when you were talking about uh, how when you had got help, you realized that you needed to stand in your truth, mm-hmm. you know, share with the audience what it means to stand in your truth. The standing my truth is first is loving myself. That's the first and foremost. I never really concentrated or practiced or taught myself to love myself. 
A lot of us think we love ourselves because we go get a pedicure and manicure. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. not that that's that's just taking care of your you know exterior, but loving yourself is sacrifice. Loving yourself is doing new things. Loving yourself is saying no to people. Loving yourself is saying no mm-hmm. to yourself. There's mm-hmm. a lot of no's that go into or a lot of shifting and in new ways going to loving yourself. Loving yourself is not gonna be always. Oh yeah, hugging their hug. No, love yourself gonna hurt sometimes because it's growth. That's growth is right. gonna be growing pains. So when you love yourself, you're gonna actually have to go through growing pains. And a lot of people don't want to face themselves. That's another thing. People want change, but they don't want to do the change to make the change. That's right. They That's don't want. Right. They don't want to do the work to make the change, but they want to all of a sudden snap their fingers and all of a sudden their lives are changed. And they always depend on other people to change their lives. That's why a lot of us women are jumping from man to man to man mm-hmm, to man. And we're not mm-hmm. sitting still long enough to work on ourselves. And we want to say every man is crazy. But you're the commenter, not the sweetie. <laughs> right. It's like all these men you're going through and you're the one that's going through them. Then let's do math. It's the common dominant is you. Mm-hmm. But you won't sit down long enough to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to look at yourself because you're not happy. And a lot of us don't want to see things. We just want to kind of mask it. And mm-hmm. we don't want to take the mask off. So I had to learn to take my mask off. I had to learn to face my insecurities, my validation issues, my low self-esteem. I had to face all of that. So in the process of learning myself, I was lying to myself all for almost 40 something years. I was lying to the world. I was hiding something. And that's another thing. If you're hiding stuff from people and yourself, mm-hmm. you cannot love yourself and hide stuff. It doesn't match. If right. you're doing that, you can't say, well, I love myself. I want to protect myself. No, because you're carrying all that in you. You're not doing nothing but hurting yourself. So, so what? People don't like it. That's their problem. But you need to release it because you got to let that off your heart and let God handle that. You can't carry it. And I did. I made a child decision in 1977. I know I'm aging myself. In 1977, <laughs> I made a decision and I kept that decision to 2020. 2020 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was lying to myself. I was um, doing all that. And I needed to say to myself and out loud for other people to hear that I, Regina Smithwick, I am adopted. I did not tell anyone I was adopted. And the reason why is because when I was a child, when, they, when I was seven years old, after I found out I was adopted, my parents told me. Kids were always making jokes about Oh, you must be adopted because you're different. You must be adopted because you're ugly. You don't look like your family. Kids are cruel. cruel. Kids don't oh, yeah. so, And when you hear things like that, you're not going to give nobody a gun and give them the bullets. So like, no, I'm not telling you no. No, I'm never going to say nothing. So over the years, I started hearing little stories here and there about people and adopted. And it wasn't good stuff. So I didn't want nobody to use nothing against me or, or my parents. So I just kept it a secret all this time. And so I didn't realize that was a root cause of my problem. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I thought it was no big deal. Honestly, I was just like, well, I mean, I just came from all the people and the, you know, these people raised me and they did a great job and I'm happy. I got everything I always wanted. I'm the only child. I, ha- you know, I had a beautiful life. Like I didn't have no, I didn't have no, no situation that I was living in a bad scenario and go, well, why are you giving me up? I need to be with you. I was good. Mm-hmm. But when you're adopted, and I had to learn this, there's always a void. I don't care if you want to find your parents or not. You can fool yourself all day. There's always a void because 
human nature, we are usually birthing the people that make us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't have that void. Even though sometimes you don't get along with your parents or you may not have a good relationship with them, but you know where you came from. You know where your mm-hmm. family came from. You know where your looks, your mannerisms, you know where everything is from. When you're adopted and you have a close adoption, you don't know nothing. You don't know who you look like, your mannerisms, why, how, who, what, nothing. So there's no way you can tell me that the, the mindset that we, I mean, just the mental capacity, you're going to have a void. Mm-hmm. You want to know because you, you're living with a bunch of people that look like each other and you look nothing like these people. Right. I'm 5'10". My family is short. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm the tallest thing in my family. I'm taller than my father. I'm taller than my uncle, taller than my, my god cousins. It's only like one or two god cousins that's taller than me. Everybody else, I'm taller than everybody. And I didn't know where this came from. You know, and I finally found it when I found my family, though. I finally found my height. But that's where all that stemmed from. So when I decided to do that and find my truth and stand in my truth, I had to stand in my truth to say, I'm adopted and I'm happy and I'm proud of it. And I'm, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed no more. And I don't care what you think. When you love yourself, you do not care what people think no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to care what people thought, even though I said I didn't, but I did. Because if I didn't, I went and kept it a secret. Wow. And, you know, I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about that, what you were saying, because I watched an episode in a show um, about a young girl who had been adopted and her like the same situation where everything was fine. Everything was great. Her parents took care of her, you know, mm-hmm. everything. But she wanted to know where she came from. She wanted mm-hmm. to know what she looked like. And, you know, she mm-hmm. wanted to have that that uh, relationship you know, with, with her mother. And when she found her mother, her mother was in poverty. Her mother um, did not have the best life, but she was just so enamored with her mother because it was a part of who she was. And Mm. the adopted parents couldn't understand, you know, we've given her everything, you know, you know, um, and you could kind of tell that it was bothering them a little bit Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. you know, she was connected to the mother, but Mm -hmm. she was like, but I know now this is who I came from, you know? And so when you said that, it's just something about that. So you, uh, I know you also said that it was a closed process. So to this day, you don't know who your parents were. Oh, no, I know them now. I I found them in 2020. When I did my work in 2019, um, September, that next day, I called a spiritual life coach um, and I did my work. And after Mm -hmm. I did my work, we kind of bubbled it up and realized, you know, what the problem lies. And that trickled into all the other things, because when you have that core and then you have validation issues. So now I need a man to tell me how great I am. Now I need friends to tell mm-hmm. me how great I am. Now mm-hmm. I'm, 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 my self-esteem is low because I'm hiding, I'm hiding something. And so if I'm hiding something, it's bad, you know, it's a bad thing I'm hiding. So when you kind of, your mind plays tricks and it, it makes you feel that, well, you hiding this. So therefore it must not be good. So let me treat you, treat you like you treating yourself. If you say it is not good, then we're going to act, the universe is going to say, well, it's not good. And so I had to learn all that. And in, 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 in doing my work with a spiritual life coach, I would recommend this to everyone, not just if you feel, you don't have to have a breakdown to go through counseling or life coaching. You don't have to go to a therapist, but life coaching, because mm-hmm. we all need to get tweaked and mm-hmm. we all need to check ourselves and kind of right. see where we at in life. 
Because mm-hmm. just because you're doing it doesn't mean that that's your full capacity. It doesn't mean that's your full potential or your passion or your purpose. You go to work doesn't mean that's your, that's not who you are. If you ask people who they are, a lot of people can't even tell you. If you say, who are you? And just get quiet. And they go, what? what do you mean, who am I? Who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a doctor. I didn't ask you what your profession was. I asked you who you are. They don't, people go by materialistic stuff or their mm-hmm. jobs to mm-hmm. describe who they are. And mm-hmm. that's not who you are. That's just a part of you. But who are you as a core? If you can't answer that question in less than 10 seconds, you need to go see a life coach. Right. Because right. that's an issue. Right. That's an right. issue. So a lot of us don't know this because like we was talking about earlier, Tiffany, that we have belief systems that is attached to us and we just do things. Mm-hmm. But we never mm-hmm. question anything. Mm-hmm. But as you started questioning stuff, the world opened up for you because you questioned stuff. You didn't mm-hmm. just take the status quo. You said, wait, something ain't right here. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what none of y'all say, but I know what I got to live with. And I know what's going to make my peace happen. My peace is going to happen if I don't do this. Because what's going to happen is in about two weeks in a day, I'm going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be miserable. And then y'all ain't going to want to hear me then. Right. I ain't want to talk to the men. <laughs> that, you know, well, what's the what this man, he just doing this, you know, that's what the men do, and blah 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 blah. You know, that kind of advice people give you. Like you just deal with it. You that's your husband. You don't leave your husband, you stay with him, you know. Da, da, da. That's what we were taught. We were we was taught that the prize is the man, not not you, not what you believe in, not your passion, not your purpose, not the, the core of who you are. That should be celebrated that you know who mm-hmm. you are. That should mm-hmm. be celebrated that you have a passion and purpose in life. There's so many women doing great things out here. And half the time, you don't even know what it is. But as soon as they get married, you know that. Because <laughs> the world the world idolizes marriage. Because mm-hmm. it's commercialization. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were taught as women... That man is the prize and the trophy. And if you don't have him, you, girl, you ain't married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't married. What's mm-hmm. going on? You crazy? What's going on? Why you not? The girl, you don't want no man. It's not, it's not the point that we don't want one. We do. But at what cost? We got to make sure we're doing it. That's right. And That's doing right. it my way. I've right. done it my way for so long and it brought me nothing. I'm doing it his way now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be patient and work this out because let me tell you, I've done everything you could think of and it has not worked for me. So why not do it his way? What you have to lose? You've done it your way already. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Just, what do you have work. to lose to do it God's way? Yes. Just yes. The, and then he, he, he structures it in such a way that you get closer to him as, as you get closer to him. Everything just works its way out. Everything works. Everything lines right up. But we never give it a chance. If you just sit still and work on that, I guarantee he's going to bless you with somebody. And there's a lot of times it's going to be someone you least suspected. Mm-hmm. Not going to be that mm-hmm. idolized person in your head that you think he's going to look like this and he don't look like that. It's going to be somebody off the wall, totally different. And then you're going to be like, okay, you sure this is the one? And he's going to be the best thing you ever had in your entire life because he he did his work as, like, as well as you did. 
But you have to be patient and you have to trust the process and you have to trust the Lord, you know, and I think we talked about this earlier, like you said, you know, um, a lot of times people just don't want to wait and you have to be comfortable in standing in your truth. Like you said earlier, you know, um, I had to realize that myself, you know, just because other people you know, uh, got married early, I had to sit back and then I had a talk with the Lord. I said, no, you know, Lord, you know, I have been with you um, since I was such and such years old, you know, and I've mm-hmm. served you and I was able, I've been able to travel, do, you know, do a whole lot of things. And I had to sit mm-hmm. back, you know, and I didn't get married young, like a lot of people got married. But as I look back, I don't regret it, you know, and I had to look and say, everybody has a different stage and a different walk in life. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you may not get married when everybody else gets married, but you have to be comfortable with that because God knows what we need, you know, when we need it, That's you know, right. I, like I said, I almost got married twice. I could have been, but like you said earlier, at what cost? At what and cost? you have to be patient to wait, to know that it is, Uh, ordained by God. I remember um, this prophet had talked to me, we were talking and he said, you know, you're picky, but God said you were picky on purpose because he has, you know, that special person for you. And I believe that, you know, Mm -hmm. because God knows who he knows our makeup. He knows our, Mm -hmm. how we are. He knows our idiosyncrasies. He knows Mm -hmm. all of the things about us that would connect us with that person, but we have to be comfortable in that. You know, I've had several people say, you know, you're beautiful. Why are you not married? You know, they go down this whole line, you know, it must be something wrong with you and, you know, this and that and the other, but you know, um, it's not necessarily anything wrong, but you just have to be, you know, first of all, I, I just don't play games. I'm, you know, that's just who I am, you know, but at the same time, I just want to be in the will of God. And, I, you know, if you don't want to be in the will of God, then you're not the purpose, you know, the person for me. And, I, and, and you have to learn that. You yeah. have to learn that. I know we're going a little off track, but I got to say one thing about that. You, <laughs> yeah. got, you have to learn that just because somebody likes you doesn't mean you have to like them. That's right. A lot of times us women are so flattered that somebody likes us that we date them and here come the square with the circle peg. We try to slam it in and slam it in and it's not working because just because somebody like you, maybe God just wanted to give you a God's wink to let you know that somebody sees you. Maybe he Mm -hmm. just wants you to have that nice smile on your face that day. Just because somebody like you doesn't mean y'all get married, like slow up, like chill. You know, like a lot of us don't see it that way. We kind of like, oh, he likes me. So I'm going to find something I like about him so I could date him and we could get married. And I know as we get older, because like I said, I'm 51, I'll be 52 this year. Mm -hmm. I do want to be remarried. I was married before. I was married for 12 years. and I do want to get remarried. That's the ultimate goal. It is. Mm -hmm. I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to it. And I know Mm -hmm. it's going to happen because God promised it to me. Right. So I'm not worried. But that's the reason why I'm able to do all this fabulous stuff and be on a show like yours, because I'm able to live in my purpose. And your purpose is going to take you further than you could take yourself. That's right. That's so true. So further because God ordained your purpose. So if he has his hands on your purpose, he already has that sycamore on the left. He told you to take that left. That man could be right down the road doing something in the same field or doing something Mm -hmm. or he sees you somewhere, but you're too busy trying to control it. And then you mess it up and then meet somebody you're not supposed to be meeting. You're supposed to just let it go and let him do his work. So you're (laughs) definitely right. 
You definitely yes, right. yes, yes. Well, Regina, what we're going to do today, um, I want you to um, pray for the listeners and then we're going to um, have a, a second episode and we're just going to talk specifically about um, purpose and finding your purpose and having those. So if you could pray for the listeners right now, those that may be single and going through, would you just pray for them right now? I sure can. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for everything that you have done, going to do, and in, in, in anything in the future. For the women out here who are single, singleness is beautiful. Just embrace singleness. God promised us, and he always keeps his promise. So take the time to learn who you are. Take the time to find your passion and purpose. Take the time to just feel your heart with your love to love yourself and he will bring everything else to you. I promise in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 If the listeners wanted to get in touch with you, could you give us some information about how they could get in touch with you? Sure. I have a couple of, um, cause my podcast is let's talk 1943. So if you go to Facebook, you look on the let's talk 1943 IG let's underscore talk 1943 um or you can find me at my website and it has all my information my books everything on there it's www.letstalk1943.com and you can find everything on there all right well thank you listeners for joining in today join us again in a couple of weeks me and regina gonna be back here again Mm -hmm. talking about how we can find our purpose and what our purpose is you all have a blessed day god bless thank you thank you for listening to tasty tidbits with dr tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.